I really want to focus on understanding how COVID-19 is really um, affecting us now and in the near future. There's so much happening that we can't really um, understand yet about how it will affect us because every single day there are so many changes, right? Hey there, my name is Lily and you're listening to Mindful Admissions, a podcast by Strive to Learn. This episode of Mindful Admissions is a recording of a live Q&A that Josephine hosted last year covering the impact of COVID-19 on college admissions, standardized testing, and just education in general. Of course, since 2020, we've had almost a full year to see what that impact would be, and the information that Josephine mentions, although specific to that period of time, remains relevant and true. For instance, when she talks about grades during the spring 2020 semester and whether colleges will weigh those as severely as pre-pandemic grades, the advice that she gives is equally true today in regard to current grading policies. This is one of those episodes that makes me really admire Josephine's practice so much, since the hardest presentations to give are the kind of dynamic monologues where it's just her, but she still makes it fun and engaging to listen in. We'll most likely host more Q&As in the future, so if you have a question you'd like to get answered, give us a call, shoot us a text, or DM us on Instagram, at Strive to Learn Tutoring. All right, I think that about covers it. Let's go to Josephine. Awesome. So some of the things you can ask about, obviously not limited to it, to it um, would be about any SAT or ACT questions, anything relating to um, college admissions, um, any worries you might have about your extracurricular activities or current lack thereof, um, how to deal with your new online classroom. Most schools are now officially online. I know that some of you guys attend Newport Harbor and today was your first online class day. So um, excited to see if you guys have already have any questions about how to navigate all of that. Um, and you know, any other questions you have about your really changed daily routine. I know this is a um, very different time and your day-to-day -day habits are quite different than they may have been about three weeks ago So times are changing so quickly um, So I really want to focus on understanding how COVID-19 is really um, Affecting us now and in the near future. There's so much happening that we can't really um, Understand yet about how it will affect us because every single day there are so many changes, right? Um, so really um, wanted to share information we have too. Um, also, while I'm talking, feel free to just write some questions in the chat if you already have some, um, and then um, I can get started with those. Um, but in general, if you want information about the current situation, some uh, really good ways to do that is to stay really updated with our blog. We just released two new blog posts today that I'm probably gonna refer to a little more later. Um, and we are trying to really provide a lot of free resources. So also make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're always putting stuff on our stories when we find out something new we create posts about everything and any um, free events or anything that we have we'll put those on there as well um, I'm just gonna start with some questions that I anticipate ah Marcy thank you okay so do we feel do I feel that universities will take this semester's grades seriously so that's a very very important point the changed classroom is going to make it very difficult for students to um, manage and navigate everything in the way that they're used to. So there are many, many changes um, and it can, be, it can be especially difficult for students 
of a different learning style. Um, students who may not be um, the type of student to sit down, read a book, take it all in, and then go and apply it, who might be more experiential in learning, who want to take an active um, approach to learning and who like to bounce off ideas and discussions with uh, other students. So the online classroom can definitely bring its share of um, difficulties. So I, from what I'm reading everywhere in the literature um, and what I'm hearing coming from colleges is that they are going to be very aware of the fact that um, this semester, these semester's grades are going to be very different. So some schools and some universities are already considering um, not looking so much at the individual grades, but instead moving to a pass-fail option. Um, that is not the case yet at the, our local high schools, I believe, but it is something that's happening across the nation and being considered. Um, just the fact that that is already um, something that a lot of educational institutions are discussing shows the flexibility that the universities, as well as high schools, are bringing to the table in the face of this crisis. Um, this is really important because we don't know exactly how the universities will see the semester's grades, but what we do know is that the, everyone is in the same boat. Everyone across the entire United States. So this is something the universities will take into account. And so my guess, my best guess is that the, um, the grades from the prior semesters and if you're currently a junior, your next semester grades will account for much more than these semester grades because the universities are well aware that your entire learning environment has been put upside down and on top of it, you're dealing with emotional and psychological stressors with just the uncertainty of the times. I'll move on to the next question. Um, Marcy, if you have a follow-up question, feel free to put it in the chat box. Um, so some students, as far as college um, applications go, we do have quite a lot of seniors um, who are now getting all of their acceptance letters and having to figure out where are they actually going to commit to and where would they like to go spend the next four years, hopefully. Um, so there are a couple things that you can do to figure out where you want to go, even though you may not have the opportunity to visit those colleges. One of the things, first of all, that is happening in the college admissions landscape is that we have more and more um, colleges that are actually pushing their deadline out to June 1st. So their enrollment deposit deadline, it's traditionally always May 1st, that's decision day across the nation. Um, and a lot of colleges have now pushed that out to June 1st. That is something that you really need to check with every single college. The UC campuses have not done that. They are sticking to May 1st. Um, but, you know, stay up to date on your email. Go on the websites of the colleges that you're really interested in. What are your top three? And make sure to really be in contact with them. Um, any admissions letters, acceptance letters that you receive now may have additional information about this. And then the admissions website is really important too. You'll also be able to email them. They're all working remotely and contact your an admissions advisor from any of the colleges. So one of the things um, you know, that colleges are doing is they're developing a lot of workarounds 
Um, for example, um, Johns Hopkins has a bunch of online events. Villanova has live chats. Um, Providence has webinars every Wednesday. Um, Georgia Tech has a parent Facebook group, all kinds of things like that. So really utilize your resources and reach out to the colleges and really ask them, hey, you know, what do you, what opportunities do you have that would allow me to get to know you better to aid me in making my decision now that I won't be able to visit your campus. Um, so another thing you can do is contact the admissions office and ask them, you know, is there a way that I could perhaps uh, Zoom or Skype or FaceTime with the current student and ask some questions uh, because I really want to be able to connect with the current student body there. Do you offer any virtual events or anything like that? Another great um, site to visit is UVisit. They have a lot of virtual tours for many different colleges there. Um, so I really recommend kind of taking the opportunity to quote unquote walk around campus by going on UVisit. Um, even if you've visited before, just to remind yourself and transport your, yourself back into that place. Um, another great resource um, is Campus Sherpa. It's um, an opportunity to have real talk with current students at universities. Um, you basically go on plan a tour and then you have a Skype option in there. So that's another thing that I would recommend. That is a paid service though, it's not a free service, um, but I would check if they're doing anything um, you know, for lower income um, that would allow you to perhaps take um, part in their services at a lower rate. Um, and then another thing I would say is contact us. We have four excellent college counselors um, and we would love to chat with you guys and help you in your decision-making process. We may have Strive to Learn alumni who are now at, you know, at the universities that you're considering attending, and maybe we can connect you with someone to really you know, talk to them and see what a current student or an alum from a certain university might be able to share with you about what life there is like. Um, Look over your notes from the research you did as you were building your college list and applying and any other visits that you've done and chat with your parents, talk to anyone who went with you on the visit and um, see how you connect emotionally and in your gut to that school. That's important. It's not all about spreadsheets and lists, although spreadsheets and lists are wonderful too. So we do have some resources as far as that goes um, that I'd love to show you. Let's make sure I'm sharing the right screen. Yes, I am. Um, so we do have a, a little um, resources to build a college list page. Um, and I will be also adding this to our website. Um, you can see here we have some books, you know, a lot of people are starting some like book club, online book clubs. So feel free to read some of these. They're great, great um, help in figuring out where you might want to go and what's important to you in your decision-making process. Here are some websites that you can um, take a look at and help you really figure out, you know, what in the end do I really want? And we also put a link here to a college criteria spreadsheet. So you can find that over here. And this is what it looks like. You can just copy it into your own Google Drive and you can make a spreadsheet of pros and cons. Um, of course, um, that's not everything. Um, like I said, your gut feeling is really important as well. Um, and then another link that is really great is our blog post here. If you go on blog right here, you'll find this creating a good fit college list. There's actually a whole webinar I did on this um, that really walks you through the resources on that um, Google Doc so that you can explore. So you'll have the video in here and I'll add this Google Doc 
to that blog post as well so that you can access it at any time and just copy it to your own drive. Also, I know this is all a lot of information, so um, just wanted to point you guys towards another blog post that we have about this topic. Um, let's, let me just check which one it is, so many tabs. So here's a blog post that we just put up today. COVID-19 just canceled my, it's canceled a lot of things, right? Now what? So we have some updates here about the cancellations um, and what to do about them, and then also, um, what you may want to know about in the meantime as you're waiting to be able to take those standardized tests. So recommend um, a look at that. As far as the SAT and ACT go, um, just another kind of update on how the colleges might be viewing everything. Um, the There has been a huge reaction of the colleges to the ever-changing nature of our day-to-day -day lives right now. Um, so one of the things that several colleges have started doing is that they've decided, even though they're usually not test optional, they've decided to go test optional um, for the time being. Test optional doesn't mean that they won't take your test. It simply means that you can choose whether or not you would like them to factor your scores into their decision. So if you end up not getting the score that you want and you feel that um, it is not representative of your academic capabilities, then a lot of colleges will now, due to this crisis, offer you the opportunity um, to simply omit your test scores and then they will base their decision completely on your grades, your extracurricular achievements, your um, um, essays, your resume, and anything else that you submit, your letters of rec. There are a lot of moving parts to your application and many colleges are already test optional, which is something that we forget in the midst of all our testing crazes. Um, so test optional means that if you're a student who um, does not test well, but has a great GPA and really high rigor in class, then you won't be penalized for not testing well. If you, however, are a student who tests really well and got a really high score on the SAT or the ACT, uh, but you maybe your, your GPA isn't quite where you would like it to be, then at a test optional school, you have the option of submitting your test scores. So it benefits both types of students because you get to choose whether or not that should become part of your application. So this is something that, for example, um, Case Western has just announced that they, um, last week, um, that they are going test optional for the year 2021. Um, now this is, this may, currently that's only a temporary switch just for that application season. But, you know, as more and more universities try out this test optional approach, you never know, they may stick with it. So it's, um, it's an exciting time in college admissions in that sense, because we may have more and more universities who are opting to go test optional. We've already seen so many universities go test optional um, for the 2020 season um, without any crisis or anything, just because they realize that some students test better, some students test worse, and sitting a four-hour test is not necessarily representative of how well you will do in college. So although there are college readiness benchmarks on these tests, that does not necessarily 
indicate college readiness. So there's been a lot of research that shows that um, GPA is often a much better predictor of your actual um, performance in college than a test, standardized test score. So the test optional movement has been something very prominent the past few years. Um, and with this crisis, more will at least temporarily go test optional. Uh, Oregon State also just announced a few days ago that they are going to be going test optional. Um, so that's kind of an interesting twist on how much will my SAT and ACT scores count. So I say do whatever you can to get a great score. You have more time now to practice. I'm not saying you have more time in your day because, you know, I, I am sure that you, especially with school going on in the online classroom, have your days full. However, you have more time until your test. So you can spread out your learning. You can be consistent um, in your learning. I would recommend maybe, you know, twice a week saying, I'm gonna sit down for an hour or two. Um, whatever works for your attention span to really maintain your focus. So don't overdo it. <laughs> it's better to do a few more study sessions, but less, um, less length if you're that type of learner um, and prepare prepare to knock that june test out of the park be confident gain confidence there are a lot of free resources out there that you can use test prep books khan academy is great youtube videos um, and we offer you know abundant test prep and tutoring online so if you need help or support in your journey um, really make sure you're preparing for those June tests. A great test score will help you even at a test optional school. And if you are unhappy with your test score, then you can always opt for test optional. Um, we have another question here. Do you think a college that wasn't test optional and now is will look unfavorably on someone who does not submit their test score? No, absolutely not. I think I know for a fact that any school that says it is test optional will not at all look unfavorably at the student if they do not submit their test scores. That's the whole idea and reason behind test optional is that it does not hurt you in the least not to submit your scores. So that's something very, very important that any college official that I've ever talked to at any test optional school has said. And I do not think that that will make be any different if the school decides to go test optional only for the 2021 application cycle. So don't be scared of not submitting your test score, but be, you know, very um, evidence driven in your reasoning behind whether or not you should be submitting your test score. So get some advice on it and read up a bit about how you fit into the school's um, application profile. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about activities. Um, we're all confined to our homes, right? Welcome to my home. Um, um, there is a lot we can do, I think. Um, I think that a lot of students might have anxiety that they can't um, work on their extracurricular uh, record or can't explore their passions in the ways that they wanted to. Maybe some of you already had internships or some sort of summer travel or program lined up um, that you now potentially might not be able to participate in. So 
one thing that if, if you did have an opportunity like that lined up and in the end potentially can't participate in it, I would still put it on your college applications that you had that opportunity. There's a section called an additional info essay. You could include it there just quickly factually. You know, for example, um, out of 10 applicants, I was chosen to be the intern at X, Y, and Z company. I was very much looking forward to it, but due to the coronavirus shutdowns, um, I was unable to actually complete the internship. This will have an impact on your application because at least you're sharing that you had really looked out for an opportunity that you were chosen out of those 10 applicants, etc. So that's one way that you can still show activities um, in your college application that maybe now you weren't able to actually participate in. Another thing I think um, that's really important is um, everyone is in the same boat. Nobody else can go do those activities either and colleges understand that and know that. And they will see on your resume that there is a dip in your activities and what you're involved in um, suddenly during this current semester and they will know exactly why. So I think that's really important. Don't stress out too much. Um, everyone is in the same boat. Colleges want to admit students. They look for reasons to admit students and they will not discriminate against you for suddenly dropping an extracurricular activity that there, they know there's no way that you could be involved in. Um, I think another thing is to seek alternatives online. So, you know, maybe you want to start practicing Japanese with Duolingo. Um, you can do that and get to a certain skill level and actually put that on your college application. It doesn't have to be an official club or program. You can really dive into your passions um, through the tool of the internet as long as you have internet access. Um, you could take an online community college class and learn something new that isn't offered at your high school um, and kind of dive into that. That would be a great opportunity too. Um, you could also scour the internet a bit for um, nonprofits that might need help with certain technological issues or maybe just need someone to volunteer their time um, in a video chat or anything like that. Maybe there's some way that you can pursue a certain passion or help someone else out. I'm sure that many small businesses right now are struggling. So, you know, just offering your help to anyone that you feel like might benefit from your skill set is a great idea as well. So there are lots of things you can do, thank goodness, in this day and age um, to still um, hopefully fill your time and pursue your passions quite a bit. Um, okay, any other questions for the chat? One of the things that I think um, is very important also for current seniors who are looking through their, um, their application, sorry, their um, acceptance letters is um, what is the selectivity trend of colleges? How has that been affected by um, the COVID-19? Crisis. So one of the things um, that may be a trend is that colleges may become less selective. There is a certain yield that colleges need to um, opt for. So they already they plan out in the summer already how many students are going to get in in the early decision or early action cycle in the regular action cycle, etc. So they have a certain number of seats, freshman seats that they need to fill. And they have to do a lot of calculations um, called 
enrollment ma management to figure out how many students they should admit. Um, and then factor in that, of course, not all admitted students will choose to go there. So of the admitted students, how many are going to decide um, to actually accept the offer? And will that number be, be exactly the number of freshman seats that they have? And that's where the wait list comes in. So if that number, if they miscalculated a little bit, or if the yield is just different that year for certain reasons, um, they may come under the seat, the freshman seat number that they are aiming for. If that happens, that's when someone gets off the wait list. So with this crisis happening, there are a lot of colleges that are anticipating potentially having lower yield than they had originally calculated. So what does that mean for seniors who ended up on a wait list of a college they really want to attend? First of all, claim your spot on the wait list. Just because you were offered a waitlist spot does not mean you are on the waitlist. So make sure to claim your spot and say, yes, I would like to be on your waitlist. Then write a letter. So actually email the admissions office. Um, so don't write a physical letter. No one's at the office. <laughs> um, email the admissions office a letter of why you think that you should get off the waitlist. So inform them of any new achievements you've had ever since you submitted your application, your current grades, why you really want to go there, etc. Um, we help students write um, letters of how to, of really trying to help them get off the waitlist all the time. Um, and oftentimes it's really difficult to get off the waitlist because colleges usually calculate their yield relatively well. So some years, no one gets off the waitlist. Next year, maybe 200 people get off the waitlist. It's definitely one of the most unpredictable parts of college admissions. This year, several experts have said that we can anticipate more students getting off the waitlist because there might be a lower yield. Some students may decide, you know what, I'm not going to go to that college that used to be my top choice because I feel like I want to stay in state now. Other students may have changed financial um, opportunities and may therefore choose a, a lower tuition school or something like that. So there are a lot of factors with this uncertainty that might affect colleges yield. Um, so they might have a lot more melt than they thought they would. And that will enable students who are on the wait list to show a strong interest in the university to potentially get off the wait list. Now with college um, enrollment deadlines being pushed back at you know several at a lot of colleges by now um, to June 1st, that would mean um, you would not find out if you're off the wait list and into the college um, until sometime in summer, so more towards the end of June or so. Um, so it kind of pushes everything back a little bit, and as we all know, this is a ever-changing environment right now. So we don't really, nobody really knows what's going to happen because we don't know how long this crisis is going to last. Um, but that is definitely a factor that will push everything back a little bit in that sense. Um, now, how is this going to affect current juniors? The colleges next year may anticipate a higher melt and so therefore may go for a higher yield. Um, so accepting more students than they usually do that might be a trend we see, which would make colleges that seem very, very, very selective, maybe a tad less selective. Um, but that's, again, a little bit of conjecture about where this trend might be leading us. Um, but that's, that could be interesting for current juniors as they build their college list. Um, 
there is a list of the colleges that have extended their deadline. Um, and that actually leads me to another resource that I'd like to share with you all. Um, I don't know if you've all heard of um, NACAC. So sounds funny. Um, <laughs> this is NACAC. It's the National Association for College Admissions Counseling. It is an excellent, excellent resource for anything in college admissions. Um, and you can see they have a whole um, coronavirus update page. So if we go over here, this is where their general update page is, and they have a lot of um, different tools and interesting things. And when we go over here, we can see they actually have a list of institutions, um, and they're basically providing um, who it has pushed their deadline out, um, so for example, you could click on this, the changed deposit deadline, and you can see 292 institutions on this list have a changed deposit deadline. Um, and then you can filter the list by this and see which universities are doing this. You can also just search for your institution and find out what they're doing. Um, you can see, are they um, open to admission visitors since not all universities are closed? Um, and are they currently hosting any admi admission events? So this is a great resource to go to. So again, that's NACAC, the National Association for College Admissions Counseling on their um, COVID-19 updates. So another resource that I recommend you take a look at. Okay. Um, I wonder how the online learning is going for everyone. We've had some accounts from students who've told us a little bit about how it's been going. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how online learning works um, and what might be happening um, for the rest of the school year. Right now, um, most schools are saying we'll see until after spring break, um, but if this continues going this way, um, it might be longer. So really, I think settling into finding a routine with your online learning is really important um, and really kind of figuring out, you know, how can I structure my day? So I recommend students that you actually create a structure of your day and don't make every day the same because you're going to get very bored and not really want to do whatever is on your plan. So, you know, maybe make Monday your midday yoga day or something like that and put in a little break for yourself. Some fun little things that you can really look forward to throughout the day. Um, so really, you know, make a little planner. Use a planner or use, use your phone's calendar, whichever way works better for you, and structure out your time. And also put in your free time and look forward to that and see what you'd like to do within that. You could pick a new skill to learn every week, you know. Um, maybe you've always wanted to bake. Maybe you want to learn how to knit. Maybe you want to build the tallest Lego tower um, that has ever existed. Um, so we have some more blog posts to share on that as well. Um, we have a fun blog post written by um, our receptionist um, who, well, this one I don't have up. I'm so sorry. I didn't prepare that one. But it's on our blog, um, and it's about what you can do to escape <laughs> every day feeling very mundane. Um, we also have a blog post about um, online tutoring and any questions you might have. Um, but what I think um, is really important right now is one of our newest blog posts about distance learning and the fact that it can feel distant, especially if it's very assignment based. If you are using Zoom as, for example, New for Harbor is, um, 
depending on how the implementation goes, you may have you know valuable face-to-face -face time with your teachers. Um, but if you feel like um, there's really not enough of that, I think it's really um, helpful to read through this and just really take a kind of a look at what this is all going to look like. Um, so here's a little bit of insight into what our online tutoring looks like. We try to be as hands-on as possible. So we're writing on documents together with the students. We have a lot of laughs. We introduce each other to um, our pets, of course. Um, and we really try to make it as interactive as possible. So in that way, I think online tutoring can really supplement the online classroom because learning in a group online can be can feel very passive and be feel very bookish. Um, and if you are more of an experiential learner, I think it's really important that you supplement your education. All of these questions have been asked, so that's great. Thank you guys so much for all of your awesome questions. Um, what can you do to start working on a strong application during these times? A private question that just came in. Um, so I think if you're a junior starting to work on your college applications, um, I think an important part is, as boring as this sounds, focus on school. Your grades do matter um, and focus on doing what you can to keep them up. They're probably going to matter um, more if you do go test optional, um, that's for sure. But um, as we said at the very beginning of the webinar, they may not matter as much as other semesters. Um, I think whatever you can do now to boost your application is really important. Um, so keep at it with school. Um, also, like I said, start preparing for the SAT and the ACT. You have more study, more spaced out study time now that you can take advantage of. Um, also, you know, don't worry so much. So this is happening to everyone. So what you can do is find ways to de-stress. So figure out what helps you de-stress and what helps you really um, kind of get your mojo back and um, allows you to engage in your passions. So online is, there, there are so many options at your fingertips. Um, and just reach out to us, ask us. You can also always just send us a DM on um, Instagram and just ask us, hey, you know, what would you re recommend for X, Y, and Z? So just feel free to engage with us and ask us any questions you might have. All right, if there are no more questions, then thank you guys so much for coming and attending our little Q&A. Um, we're trying to make this a weekly thing, so keep an eye out for any emails that we send your way. Um, and if you remember questions that you might have um, that you forgot to ask, just shoot us an email to info at strive to learn.com. Um, and also, please just let us know if you would like to see certain blog uh, post content. We are taking requests anytime. You can actually put those in on our website or email us and, or text us. Um, we're always open to hearing what everyone needs because we want to make sure that we're contributing as many free resources as we can to the community. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Wednesday evening. Um, have fun doing your homework. I'm sure some of you guys are gearing up for that already. And please let us know if you need anything. Bye. Thanks for listening. As we continue to produce episodes of this podcast, you can follow along on our website, www.strivetolearn.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Stay tuned for future episodes and don't forget to subscribe. As we're launching this podcast, we'd appreciate any support you can give, including likes, downloads, shares, and good reviews. Got something you want to learn about? Ask us questions in the comments or DM us on Instagram at Strive to Learn Tutoring. Get the latest updates in the college admissions world and be the first to receive exclusive offers when you subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, www.strivetolearn.com. Thanks for sticking around, and I'll see you next time.